Welcome to 360 Timmy, the podcast with interesting people in 360 degrees. You can listen on all major music streaming services and watch on YouTube by going to youtube.com forward slash at 360 Timmy. Well, thank you for joining us again for another 360 Timmy. And this week we're in Victoria Park in Ashford, Kent. And my guest is Sam Vines. Hello. And uh, welcome, Sam. Uh, Sam, uh, the story is, I guess, Essex to London, London to Kent, and you're an entrepreneur yeah. and part of the gig economy, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah? definitely, yeah. It's uh, been fun. So tell us about your background there. Well, tell us about your journey. What have you done? Yeah. Uh, so I started off, um, well, I started off in tennis, actually. Uh, and actually, that's a self-employed job. So you have to find all the work for yourself. And obviously, one of the downsides to it is you only work over summer because Wimbledon's on. So this is so, this is tennis training. Yeah, tennis yeah. training. Tennis yeah. coach, sorry, tennis, yeah, tennis coach, coach. Yeah, it's uh, and obviously from there I I changed completely into software because it's uh, that's the path you take in life, you know. Um, so yeah, I retrained, went off t- uh, to uni, decided that's the best thing to do with my time, and uh, went into software. Yeah, so now I do software consulting and stuff like that for larger companies, but we did all sorts. Uh, I've done. I, I worked for IBM for a bit. Obviously, a um, big player then. A big player, yeah. Got into there, and that sort of led me down my journey into, well, I can probably do this myself, and there we, there we have it. That's kind of how my life story went. It's uh, it's quite a quick version of it, I guess. Yeah. But, um, well, so let's expand that a bit then. So what, so what sort of software do you actually write? Uh, so I work main, like mainly in sort of the new cloud technology. Um, so we do a lot of things like, uh, like it's, there's a new like area of software development that's come around called DevOps. And I do loads of like that work. And it's basically um, whenever you're working in cloud, you have like these different big players like Azure, AWS and so on. Um, and yeah, we, we basically create like templates and uh, I don't know how to put it. I guess we, we create architectures that multiple people can use. And then we, we sell that pretty much. Um, it's it's good money. It's, it's, it's been like, it's obviously got me in my house and it's got me loads of other things. It's got me onto the market. So it has, it's done, it's been a good journey, I think. Yeah. And what sort of clients do you, do you uh, work with then? Um, we work with all sorts of clients. Um, we, um, some of my clients, obviously I can't name, but um, we do a lot with government and we also do a lot with uh, like a, a lot of small companies usually. Um, and we also do it with some of the larger companies as well. So we're not really, I guess, biased. <laughs> Everybody needs cloud uh, technology nowadays. So um, we do all sorts of stuff with really uh, any client that really needs our help. And we come in usually to basically get them on track with their cloud journey. And yeah, that's pretty much it. It's, uh, it's good. So, and what, and what part of that's unique then that, that, you, that you're working on? So as opposed to getting someone like IBM, I, I think the, what, what's uh, your USP? I think the unique side of it is that there's there's not enough skilled people in cloud, um, and because it's such a new technology, all of the really skilled people tend to be in the smaller companies, uh, and this leads larger companies like IBM to tend to buy up all the smaller companies to obviously get the talent. Yeah. Um, but what that's what I found in this industry is actually a lot of the smaller guys tend to have a lot more like really good developers. Um, and a lot of the time that's how these larger corporations work is they tend to 
like they tend to find the smaller companies that are doing something really, really well, and then they try and take that USP off of them in some way. Um, so there's nothing really unique about what I do, but I think it's like everything. There's, uh, the uniqueness comes from if you're good at it and you provide some value, then people keep coming back, you know? Yeah. So, and, you, and you do get a lot of repeat business. Oh yeah, most of my business is repeat business. Um, and it's usually it's one of those things where people think it's gonna be like a six month job and you're done. A lot of the time it's six months and then support. Yeah. So you end up having to support infrastructure for a long time um, and people constantly change their infrastructure. So I, I would say once every five years, you get new infrastructure being or coming through, especially in the cloud game. So uh, you have these five year contracts and usually it's like you'll be with AWS or Azure for five years and then you want to move to whatever the best deal is. And yeah, and so on. And how does it work? Um, so you, you have employees, you have developers that work for you? Yeah, yeah. But you don't you don't have premises here in Ashford. No, I don't have so premises. So you're literally 100 percent virtual. All remote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we stayed with remote working as soon as we well as soon as we could really. Yeah. Because um, we're, we're we're quite a new business. We came through on COVID, um, and we realised that you can pretty much do all of this stuff online, right? I mean, the, um, the cloud itself is the whole point of it is to be not having data centers and and really that's what aws and azure and all these people have started doing is they've they've made it so you don't need to have these big data centers where people need to go and work now you can do all of it by going through their services right so that's what we did with ours really is we we stayed remote as well because why do we need to have an office when you can literally do most of this stuff on on your computer from your house yeah. um the only exception to that is sometimes in government you need to be in specific buildings. So there, there is that case, but yeah. you can. But that's such an exception that you only have to do it when you need to, right? So yeah. So you're doing? Are you doing? You're doing work with kind of protective marking, you know, that kind of side of government yeah. as well. So I guess yeah. it's for that, is it? Yeah, yeah, and 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 a lot of the time with stuff like this is you have all security in place, and there's there's so much around it that. There's like there's stuff that sometimes you can't even do because it's so secure, right? So it's it's it is it's one of those things where with government you could still probably do most of it online, but it's realistically a lot of the systems are offline, so yeah. uh, you can't really access them. So how many so how many people do you have working for your company? Well, it, it varies really um, because that's that's part of the, the structure of my company. Um, we we can we at one point we had like around fifty four people. Yeah. Um, Right now we have about 13, but that's just because we have less jobs at the moment. So we, we vary it really depending on... So you can flex and yeah, contract yeah. as you need to, that's good. And what, are, are, they, are they contractors or...? Most of those are contractors, yeah. yeah. Like we, everything we do is usually works with contractors because with a contractor you can, like, especially nowadays, they get the benefit um, by contracting their own work. I get the benefit of having a more flexible workforce. So. For me, it's actually a really good thing, but for, let's say, a larger company where you could maintain the workforce, that would be something like like IBM, for example. They can maintain a really large workforce, uh, and they have these concepts of, like, the bench, yeah. so they can keep people around. I, I'm a smaller company, so I can't really have a bench because I would bleed money. So. Yeah. 
And you, presumably when you were at IBM, you, you were on that bench, were you, before? And you know what that's like and um, how, they, how they work with contracts or, yeah, or, you, I, or were you the star player? I unfortunately, I, I, I wanted to be on the bench. <laughs> yeah, oh, I see. Yeah, right, yeah. okay, yeah. And unfortunately, from day one, I was working and biddable. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I tried to stay on the bench if I could, but I never really got to see it. Uh, so it's one of those. Um, but I mean, to be honest, I can't imagine that being a good experience. Like if you're a developer or anybody who goes into a big company, sitting on a bench and not being used, I can't imagine that's what people want to do, you know? Yeah. So... I, I don't know if there's a similar situation uh, where you work, but I, I would always imagine you want all your staff being useful, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're a member of staff, you probably want to contribute as well, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, how spread out are your staff then across the country? I mean, or is it is, oh, it, is it across Europe? Across Europe. Yeah, oh wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So That's we good. we um we basically we work with all sorts of different people. Usually, if it's government related, it has to be UK, like workers yeah. only. Uh, I've got quite a few UK workers, uh, and most of it actually is UK workers because we do most of our work with government. Um, but there is there is workers that um, I've worked with people from like Russia a lot, um, and obviously like Ukraine area. Uh, but things have obviously changed quite a bit over there recently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's all different kinds of workers. I tend uh, there's guys from Poland as well. So uh, I, I tend to find those countries tend to have the, the best developers as well. So, uh, any particular challenges with that, with that kind of working? Um, I think the, the, the hardest part about working remotely is you have to have a lot of trust in your employees. Um, and that's the same with anything, is it? Like, if you, if you work remotely, you have to make sure... I've had situations where I've paid somebody for a job and the job's not been done, and I've had to then sort of spread myself in in order uh, to, to get the job done. And sometimes I've had to, I, I've lost work because of it. But I mean, that's part of business, right? Is you try to get as much of your, like you, you, you try to get the best employees you can, and then you try to support them if you can. But uh, you've got to make, you've got to be prepared that everybody moves on, right? So it is one of those things, but I've th th some of those jobs, I think are the better jobs because you learn a lot more from it. So it is good. Right? So uh, about your relocation to Ashford. So you're originally from Essex. Yeah. You grew up there. Yeah. And I guess you lived in London for a period to work in places like IBM. Yeah, yeah. So I, I lived in London for a while. Um, I lived there just because that's where, like, you had back before COVID and even before that, you had um, London, if you're not really in the middle of it, and if you're working there all the time, you have to kind of be by your offices. Uh, and I moved into London didn't really like the rent prices uh, and I didn't really like the atmosphere really there so I decided to move somewhere out into like like to Kent or Essex again but I came to Kent and moved into Ashford because of it. And was there a particular reason why it was Ashford or was that just uh, that luck, was, luck kind of thing? Uh, well it was mainly the house. Mainly the house yeah. yeah. So I, I got told uh, by my partner that the yes that literally. The boss that's the real boss yeah, then. Yeah the, okay. the real boss yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not actually the boss. She's the real boss. Um, but yeah, she 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 found this house. She liked it. There's shopping close by. Yeah. Um, you, you've got everything you really need in Ashford. You've got the train. You can get into London really quick. So you've still got everything there. It's just like you're not in London. So yeah. You have more of that like outside space, like we see like now and stuff. So it's it's quite nice, you know, because you can actually just go to a park or something in London. You do have the parks, but. Well, you got this on your doorstep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is on my doorstep now. 
So when did you move down after COVID or during COVID or was that? Uh, during COVID. During COVID, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we um, moved down about two and a half years ago now, I think. So it was just sort of towards the end of COVID. Um, but we were quite lucky. Uh, we moved out and we obviously had our flat so we could move out over a couple of months. Yeah. So it wasn't so bad. Um, and yeah, it was, it was one of those things where we've been quite lucky with everything. Um, it's... As I said, getting on the ladder and things like that. Nowadays, everybody said it's in, impossible to do, but yeah. it's. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of good houses around, so you can buy them, then that's good. Well, it's a re I mean, it, it sounds amazing. COVID's an opportunity for everyone, wasn't it? It, it yeah. just changed the way everyone works, remote working. So you've, you start a new business, you've moved. So what does the future hold for you? I mean, do you, I said you're an entrepreneur as well. You're always, when I talk to you, you're always thinking up other ideas. Yeah, Tell me a bit more about that. Well, not necessarily the ideas, but some of the thought processes you go through and what you'd so, like to do. Uh, I, what I sometimes do is I, I create a lot of software on the side. Um, and this is because I see in my industry all the time how many like flaws and issues there are and like everything's sort of built on uh, like, I don't know. It's, it's the same as everything, like infrastructure. It's built, it's built upon and then thought about later. Yeah. And um, it's the same with software. Is there's always a good bit of software that you can come along and if you can think about an idea and if you can like actually start implementing it then you can usually get like a good like product built and you can create a real company out of that so i, I do a lot of these softwares on the side just because i think that's where more money is going to be in the future if you can get something that's like permanent with with software consulting you're always selling um with like software you you sell once and then if they like your software they keep coming back so it, it's a permanent structure right so and that way it would allow me to keep staff on more so I, I could actually create that whole bench structure but i don't think you can do that if you just have a software consulting business because then you're gonna always be like you always need everybody making you money yeah so, uh, it's a much more um well it's a consultant lifestyle isn't it yeah so uh but yeah it's i think with thinking about coming up with ideas i think most ideas are pretty I, I tend to find there's lots of good ideas that people haven't done yet. Um, and it, it's usually because they just, like, uh, I, I hear people say it all the time, it's like, oh yeah, but somebody's probably already done that. And it's like, even if somebody's already done it, it doesn't mean they've done it well. And there's all these other, like, I, I come across a lot of different software. And whenever I come across software, because I'm a consultant, I come across it when it's at its worst state. And usually there's a deadline that they've got to hit. And a lot of that bad state gets left in yeah and this is the this is why I, I i started doing more software is because if you can build something from scratch and you build it well then you know it's like a, you're going to end up with a good piece of kit and people will keep coming to you um so yeah it's, that's the main like reason i do stuff like that and I, I i kind of thrive in those environments as well you know so like coming up with a business um it's it's a sort of environment where uh i don't know how to describe it it's like if you're somebody who wants to work for themselves you've always got to be thinking about the next thing yeah in, well innovating i guess Ch yeah. and yeah changing your approach to stuff yeah yeah because if you always stay the same well you're, you're unfortunately always going to end up like you the market kicks you out yeah if you stay the same so you have so, to pivot all the time yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah that's what they always tell you, isn't it? Yeah, Growth mindset yeah. and pivoting. Yeah. So. so, so where do you see yourself in five to ten years' time? Then, classic question. Maybe personally and professionally, with what you're doing right now. Um, 
I, I think where I see myself in a couple of years is probably still in Ashford, obviously. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, uh, I do see myself probably creating a piece of software at some point that maybe will be more of my focus. Uh, I've actually started a piece now around cloud technologies. Um, and what that does is it helps, uh, helps you move, as I said about earlier, like you get these five year contracts and then sometimes you have to move cloud providers. Well, that's a large costly piece of work. Um, and I've been building software recently that allows you to move between some of the bigger cloud providers um, and basically creates a standard template which yeah. will allow you to move between all of these cloud providers or even use all three. And that's where my sort of... Uh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's, uh, that's what it's about, isn't it? You've got to try and make it more accessible to people. Yeah, because once um, you commit to some of these cloud providers, you're, everything's integrated. It's, it's really difficult to get it. It's like planting a tree, isn't it? The roots spread out and take root and it's very difficult to transplant that tree once it's grown but with your approach then what you're saying is you the tree could have roots into different cloud providers or you could just literally transplant it to a completely yeah different one without any impact on yeah and, and the thing that's running and the, the the idea is quite simple because really all you all you really need to think about is separating the application layer and the um the actual infrastructure itself so if you create a platform where because a lot of this stuff runs on virtual machines now and uh, there's things like Kubernetes and all these other cool technologies out there which actually work across cloud providers. Yeah. So if you can create a containerized solution and you help everybody move towards that containerized solution, you can then move everybody across cloud. And it's, it becomes much less costly at that point. Yeah, that's so, going to be a good thing because cloud is actually is, is sometimes a lot more expensive, isn't it, than on-premises. Oh yeah, hosting um, and that kind of thing. I think this is the the funny thing about my industry is it's always changing, and um, I've noticed that we there was a big push towards cloud, and now there's a big push towards hybrid. Yeah. So you have cloud, and then you have your own data center still. Yeah. Which kind of defeats the purpose in some way, but it's it means that there's always everybody's always going back and forth with technology. They they say this is the best approach and this is the best approach and. I think really we're all just we're all just trying to sell. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seems to be. So, yeah, I, I, I see myself in five years probably doing a similar thing, but maybe more around that that software. Yeah, but there's that window, nice and good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> nice view from here as well. Yeah. Well, Sam, thank you very much. It's been a great chat. Yep. I've enjoyed talking to you. And uh, anything yep. you want to advertise while we're on here or? Um, not really. I uh, guess I've advertised my software a little bit yeah. there, so everybody's obviously going to try and buy it off me now. Um, uh, exactly, yeah. 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 No, but great talking to you. Have, yeah. a, have a great day, and yeah. thank you very much, everyone. Yeah.